Uh, hello out there. Welcome to High and Dry. I'm Ryan Barron North, and thank you for joining me as I shatter the grand illusion. Uh, with me, as always, we have our resident cannabis enthusiast and former lifeguard, James Crosland. James, how are you doing today? I'm doing great. Thank you. Uh, yeah, I was a lifeguard for a couple of years, a couple summers. Um, just be careful when you're swimming. Uh, that's all I got to say is I I did not pay very good attention. And if you, if you were ever swimming on my on my watch, you probably would have died. <laughs> and also with us today, we have Reese Merritt, comedian, talented individual. Reese, how are you doing today? I'm doing pretty good. Pretty good. Thank yeah, you well, for We're happy to me. have you here. Thanks for joining us. Not a problem. So high and dry, we're going to start our show off with a moral dilemma. Going to ask these bunch of assholes here what they think about it. And then we're going to move into the main event, which a lot of people are getting excited for. Um, this week, we have the Philadelphia Flyers gritty going up against the Kool-Aid man. Ooh, this is Dang. a big one, everybody. This is going to, will chaos reign or will he, oh yeah, all over gritty's fucking face. We're going to find out today on high and dry. Um, could so, be both. <laughs> it could be both. <laughs> <laughs> Probably a lot is going to happen here. <laughs> All right. So uh, before we get started, though, before we jump into our ethical dilemma, which I have a fun one today, I think everyone's going to enjoy. Hooray! How we do this on high and dry is we got to get high and we got to get drunk. Um, James, what are you going to be smoking today? So today I've got a wonderful strain called called Wowie. And I'm not sure if it's based off of like a Maui Wowie. Hey, hey Reese, uh, what's yeah. in a Maui Wowie? Like the drink? Yeah, I was just wondering if you happen to know. Yeah, the drink. Oh, I'm pretty sure it's uh, Malibu, coconut, gay, and like pineapple juice. Sounds about right. Yeah. Yeah. It's going to be delicious. I, <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. I love gay in my mouth. <laughs> it's going to taste really good. <laughs> <laughs> All right. It's the gay that makes it Reese, what are you going to be smoking? I am going to be uh, hitting Gas Tank's uh, Sour Tangy Sativa in nice. Illinois. Okay. Yeah, and uh, by the way, for those of you uh, who aren't familiar with Reese's work, uh, he's a comedian out in Illinois, um, and that's where he's come calling in from today. So uh, we're happy to bring Chicago back into this business. Can't get better pizza. How that's right. <laughs> I guess that's going to start some new fights. Yeah. So uh, <laughs> next week, uh, New York pizza versus Chicago pizza, three oh, rounds. Oh God. <laughs> so California is not even mentioned. <laughs> what are you drinking, Ryan? So today, um, for those of you who are saw our um, earlier video that we were just putting out today, um, I'm going to be continuing to drink that Grey Goose vodka I pulled out of my freezer. Um, so while you guys enjoy the smooth taste of whatever it is. Um, You're going to be drinking a cool gritty. That's yeah. the name of the I'm cocktail. I'm going to be uh, drinking the cool gritty. And if you want to know how to make a cool gritty, go ahead, uh, jump onto our YouTube. And we got that recipe for you. All right, folks, let's do it. And what's this one going to be to this week? This one's going to be to our new guest, Reese. Is this one to you, Reese? Up. I appreciate it. Okay, here we go. Oh, it took a big one on that. Woo. Oh, boy. That was a good one. All right. Oh, uh, tastes like bananas. Uh, mine tastes like uh, vodka. You know those little cuties? Like those, the the clementines that like are for kids? Oh, yeah. I love cuties. I get them all the time. It's like I ate a skunk who ate one of those. Nice. <laughs> yeah. Love that skunky weed. It's my favorite. Florida delicacy. Delicious. It goes down smooth. <laughs> All right, so here's uh, so that's one out of three. Here comes two. What's two, two? Two is to all of our viewers who are listening now. Thank you for being uh, such loyal listeners. Cheers. You know how you view podcasts. <laughs> <laughs> the viewers at home, we're expecting you to be doing these with us. So pull off to the side of the road. This comes out Sunday night, so you're listening to it Monday morning on your way to work. <laughs> Go ahead, pull over and take a little break. <laughs> pull over and take a hit. It, it's okay come in middle place in the in the rat race. It's okay. <laughs> <laughs> Just tell your boss that you got you thought you had a COVID scare on the way to work and, and instead you were high on the side of the road. <laughs> <laughs> you know, or whatever. You know, it you jumped you out of my car. There's nothing I could do. <laughs> <laughs> All right, boys. Here's the final shot. Here's to, uh, oh yeah, and 
Letting chaos reign. Let's do it. That was a that was a small one. I'm gonna go again. Please do. <laughs> Sounds like Reese took a little bit of a bigger one. Hercules. Well, I don't know if it's uh, the the weekly scheduled aggressive drinking that I'm doing now because of this podcast, but uh, uh, or the techniques I'm developing as a drinker. <laughs> but these are going down a lot easier. So uh, it's because you burned all the feeling out of your throat. Yeah, I think that's it. Yeah, yeah. You just removed yeah. all the lining of your throat. You <laughs> can't feel yeah. anything. Everything slides down easy. <laughs> well, you know what I think it is? And, you know, I bet you there's a bunch of professional drinkers out there who can comment or, you know, <laughs> chime in on this one. Um, what I've begun doing, I mean, when I was younger and moving to now, I would just shoot it straight down my throat. It wouldn't even hit my tongue. It would just fall right on down and I'd deal with it there. Yeah. Now, <laughs> as an adult drinker, <laughs> I actually let it like every inch of that gray goose slid along my tongue. And for those of you at home, this is when you're going to want to dim the lights. Um, I let it slide down and I really, I let my mouth take on that flavor before I let it just drop into my stomach. And I'm not having any issues. It's like an airbag before the crash. Yeah. You're, and, get, you're giving uh, it a little chance to not, to not destroy your throat, mu- throat lining. Yeah. No, I, I no, think that vodka's be- icky. I couldn't do that. <laughs> well, see, so we just finished off one of my bottles of Captain Morgan Black Spice, and that um, it just pure alcohol, no matter what, is yucky. All right. Well, I mean, you're it's, not drinking. Look, 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 and, and this is a common <laughs> misconception. You're not drinking alcohol for the taste. All right, you're drinking it to mess yourself up, and anyone who tells you otherwise is a liar. <laughs> see, that's why I drink cocktails. All right, my drinks need to come with an umbrella. I enjoy the taste of pineapple juice, and it gets me messed up. It gets you wet. That's why you need the umbrella. (laughs) (laughs) Well, the thing I don't understand, you know, then I don't know if with all of Philly listening, and I don't know this is the time to attack it, but beer drinkers. Nope. We are not messing with Philly. Nope. (laughs) Leave it alone. All right. Beer drinkers, you're fine. (laughs) Okay. It's dirt in a can. Anyway. No, it's not. (laughs) Beer is delicious. We support beer on this podcast, we even, but we prefer shots. We, we don't need Gritty coming in and stepping on my throat with his skate. <laughs> All uh, right, so what's our, what's our dilemma for this? Well, week? I'm glad you asked, James. All right, so today's dilemma, now that we have a little bit of alcohol and... Uh, cannabis. Is it, is it just cannabis in that form? Yeah. Okay. It's cannabis oil. It's cannabis, cannabis oil? oil that's been heated to a oh, vapor. Okay. Okay. All right. Well, What's I know mine percentage? is my percentage is like eighty-seven point something percent. Dang, I'm at, I'm only at seventy-nine. No, eighty-eight point seven. Oh, cool. Oh yeah, we both okay. got around the for same. a second. I was worried. We're thought... gonna, don't worry, we're gonna both be fucked. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Oh no. All right, no, guys. So here... You're crazy if you don't think I'm hitting it throughout this entire damn thing. We'll do it with you. Just let us know. Yeah, you're just but don't go know. crazy. Oh, we got to host a podcast. Yeah, as soon as we start letting guests on, you know, because they only do this once in a blue moon. We do this weekly. <laughs> yeah, things go to shit when we when we hit it too hard. All right, conundrum. All right, so here we go. Today on High and Dry, our moral conundrum of the day today is if you could become immortal on the condition that you could never die or kill yourself, you will exist Life eternal, would you choose immortality? Um, and before we jump into that, I'm going to throw down a couple specifications on that. Okay. So, okay. Um, it, it is a pure um, instantaneous reconstruction of your being. Um, so, if you're tossed into a volcano, you won't just be rolling around in a volcano, eventually be reconstructed in a place that's conducive to you continuing your life. Oh, okay. Um, okay. When the planet explodes, um, you'll reform where the planet was, and you'll begin your journey towards another one. So, okay. Oh. That's interesting. Though one of the problems I have with that is, like, physics tells us that if, if we reform where the planet was, and it's just our bodies, like, we'll get burned to death by the sun immediately. <laughs> <laughs> So the the atmosphere and everything like that. So you, it's gonna suck for a while, but I think it's gonna suck for a while. Fine. Yeah. So eventually, you. I mean, and that's well, that's something to look into and to think about 
because you know, standing on this earth for, for science minded individuals that one day, um, you know, this planet will not sustain us. The sun will eat this planet. And all it's like this and 4 that. billion years away or something, but yeah, still it's a long time from that. I mean, who knows? There's a lot of, and that's really the heart of the question is the who knows of the matter. So yeah. off the cuff guests go first. If you could be immortal on those conditions, Reese, would you choose oh, immortality? Beyond a shadow of a doubt, yes. And why? Because I, I'm I like watching things. It um I, I'm a people watcher, and I would literally kind of become without the size of the head the Marvel universe watcher. You know, just kind of seeing what's happening here, there. Um, you know, I I want to see how this all ends. And even if I do get constantly burnt by the solar radiation, then you know that that's a few minutes for in against forever. Yeah, done. Okay, all right, interesting. Yeah, interesting. Grain of sand before, before we, yeah, very very concise argument. Before Reese. we jump into that, James, off the cuff, what's your um, you going to be immortal? Off the cuff, um, it's really tempting. It's very, very tempting to me because I'm the kind of person who traditionally I've always felt like I needed to know everything. I felt like the kind of person who needed to see what happened, but I think I would resist the urge. Why? Because, you know, this calls back to like one of our, uh, one of our other episodes uh, where we talked about the entitlement of, of beings that didn't have to interact with anyone or didn't owe anything to anyone. Um, I'm afraid that I would become incredibly entitled and, and like super shitty and, and because, because I had something that others did not have. And then at at the end of it all, after the earth explodes and I'm floating through space, I have no interaction and all I have are my fucking thoughts. (laughs) Jesus. Well, we definitely, I mean, and that's why people tune in to high and dry, um, for that, um, in oh, that's polar opposite. <laughs> what about you? What about, what about you, Ryan? So, so for me, you know, and see, all right. So this is also an interesting point. So, um, I don't know if our viewers at home could tell by the voices, but uh, Reese is my brother, and so I wonder if there is a uh, a familial or even a genetic thing there. But I agree with Reese, uh-huh. and for a lot of the same reasons, I've always been so curious just about what comes next and and every time i watch anything cyberpunk or futuristic i'm so pissed that uh i was born when i was (laughs) um it just even when we did the um last week when we did lilu versus uh, takeshi Uh watching car altered carbon i'm like god damn it why am i here well (laughs) so and i agree the future seems super cool but the sad I want thing to see future is, cars. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Key and Peel, great sketch on that one with the vampire. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Big shout out to Key and Peel, fans of ours. Oh. And, uh, <laughs> yeah, they, uh, that's actually the, the listeners from Georgia we get every year. Yeah. You guys are, you guys <laughs> are, are keeping Georgia? this alive. No. <laughs> I, I like what you said, and, and I think the future is super cool. But the big thing about those settings, like, like uh, Fifth Element and so I'm, I'm saying, so are you saying that all those fantasy worlds, they're just conjecture? No, I would say that, um, in those fantasy worlds, I know you want to see new things, but in those fantasy worlds, the big thing that it always comes back to is those are dystopias. Those dystopias, uh, have the same cyclical problems that we face. And so your life will just become without any control to you, a world that continues to cycle through these incredibly shitty times. Well, no, so in, um, no, so, dude, oh, Reese, I, oh, please Reese, go on. Uh, like Reese, if, 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 if you are immortal, if you have the wisdom of centuries and cannot die, the world, your point of view changes. You might be shitty at times. You might be cool at times, but basically the world kind of becomes Sid Meier's civilization and you yeah. can make a dystopian <laughs> or you could make a utopia. The really but, the choice and or you could scrap the whole thing, move to another planet, <laughs> meet another immortal. And then you guys go on wacky adventures together. So this this question is quickly creating we have a lot to unpack on this little question. I thought it was going to be just kind of a joke question here. Um so you know, you know no, how this podcast is. 
that's, that's yeah. my daily thought. Well, so it does bring up. Well, so first, I have two points to make. The first one, um, Reese and I, uh, we you know we grew up together, and so we do have uh, similar views. Um, and, and one of them, so you were talking about how those future worlds are dystopia. Yeah. Um, and I, and Reese, please correct me if I'm wrong here, but Reese and I definitely, in my opinion, belong to that millennial category that dream silently to themselves while they're sitting on the toilet. You know, what would happen if you were in a dystopia? Would we be able to be that hero? It's so funny that thought just really quick before you get into your next one. It's so funny that thought though, because we live in a dystopia. We just live in a really boring dystopia and people would prefer a more interesting dystopia. Yeah. Well, Reese, there's there's flying cars, you know, (laughs) it's it's more interesting. It's a boring dystopia. (laughs) Well, Reese, you got something to say? um i've i've taken a lot of like moral inventories lately and i i gotta say i know i'd probably in a zombie apocalypse you would find me hanging somewhere like i I give up quick when it comes to that kind of stuff well you know honestly i'm not i'm a bard i'm not the hero well i think that's a super honestly uh mature um, thing to come to because I, I feel a lot of the problems that we're seeing these days is this fantasy that people are keeping in their heads that when you know the zombie apocalypse comes or when that dystopia comes, they'll be you know the the hero that steps up and righteously kills other people. Yeah, yeah. When yeah, Wait, when's you, the last you time you the character up? sheet for that? <laughs> <laughs> I my Wait, big question. You, is is when did people last i like we in the dystopia we live in now mm-hmm. when did you last step up what makes you think you're going to step up in this next dystopia just because exactly. it's more interesting right, because somebody who did it. step up dies on their doorstep and gives them the magical amulet or the paper the, of proof <laughs> yes that kind and, of thing no and that's an important thing that i think we have to keep in mind so so it has been my opinion now for some time, and it's one of the things that I, I try and write about frequently, um, World War II and Netflix. Yeah. World War II and Netflix. Um, World War II. Basically the same thing. Well, World War II showed us as show your work people, a bit. the cost of stopping evil. And Netflix gave us something to lose. So, so there is sacrifice there when you stand up and decide that you're going to change the way things are your life is now changing the way things are yeah and you're going to see loss and pain and things like we saw in those world wars things that we've seen historically and netflix gives us that thing where we could come home from the dystopia and forget that we're in the dystopia. You don't get to watch Netflix and you're going to have to face the fact that changing the world is painful. It's hard and you will die changing the world. Probably. So like I, I've, uh, I've, I've actually been talking what you just said. I talk, uh, I've been talking with a lot of, uh, the, the comedian friends that I've made, especially lately, uh, like my friend Brandon King, we were we were just sitting on his couch, you know, blazing and uh, watching TV, and I and we were talking about dystopian futures, and he was like, "Man, how long is how long is it going to take for them to just pump dopamine through the vents in a gas and just flash <laughs> bright lights at us?" And I said, "Dude, what the hell do you think we're doing right now?" <laughs> yeah that's pretty true it's soma it's soma from brave new world right yeah no and and that's sadly that's the price of we all want to be heroes of our story or of the story and we want to you know impress our worldviews and change the world and i think the way we're all raised in this world where we see these stories and all we understand is this main character that we fail to realize that main character first he suffers he or she suffers and that's their life yeah. they, they don't get to go home and try the latest video game they don't get to go home and watch netflix they you never see a movie or a tv show where the main character sits down is like all right it's it is, time to catch is, up on my series is comfortable the whole time not once <laughs> there and, was that adventure land movie 
where nothing really there was that adventure land movie with uh the kid from zombie land it were basically well, it, nothing happened nobody suffered there was no plot at all well see so that was it has happened whole, before <laughs> well well that was during the whole our our indie phase that we experienced after what would you call it emoism i would say like massive <laughs> during, corporatization of everything I yeah. think that I think it was like in a rebelliousness to the yeah. massive corporatization of everything. Yeah. And then that got corporatized. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. You know, the, the zombie land kid is, he was like the poster yeah. boy for, for corporatization of yeah. Indianism. He's doing <laughs> he an indie movie that starts with he Warner played Brothers. Zuckerberg. <laughs> he did play Zuckerberg. <laughs> Holy shit. That's so funny. <sighs> the massive corporatization hey. is just everywhere. Well, here's, here's one. To, That's a conspiracy uh, right there. <laughs> Here's well, one to FBI all the indie kids the who, were, who were before it's corporatized. We actually were wrong. You are very cool. And when we, <laughs> we should. <laughs> Until the part where you told out. So here's to punk rockers, indie kids, and uh, fuck you, Mark Zuckerberg. <laughs> yeah, fuck Mark Zuckerberg. Cheers, boys. Cheers. Whole nother point that man deserves to be in jail. He uh he has restricted access to the internet from millions of people around the world. Fuck that guy. And high and dry podcast <laughs> just got kicked off of Facebook. <laughs> oh boy. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. You can't say. Oh, whoops. No, Dear corporate no. overlords, we are ready to get down and really lick some boot. <laughs> as, as a callback of things to lose, uh, uh, um, Zuckerberg, I'm cool with you. My Farmville has never been better. Uh, <laughs> I, I'm oh, the he's one who's still playing. Two players of Farmville. Yeah. All right, I think it's me so, and uh, Tom from MySpace. <laughs> Tom ain't did this shit. He he bought a castle like uh, Enya did, and he just disappeared into his. Yeah, he money. was like, he was like, you guys are gonna face a real shithole. I'm gonna get getting out of here. Before we, the vodka is really speaking to me. So before we get into uh, what the rich people should be doing, um, final thoughts. Final right? thoughts. Guests <clears throat> first. Reese. Final thoughts on this whole immortality thing. Yeah, no, I'd, I'd totally be down for that. I'd become a very low budget god, and who doesn't want that? Yeah, I mean, it, it would be well. James, final thoughts: immortality. See, my my answer is directly the opposite of Reese's because um, because to think of myself as a god, I I don't want to do that. We've had a bunch of conversations on the show about being entitled and how it really fucked with us. And I don't, I don't ever want to assume that I'm wise enough to be a God. And I'm afraid that if I had that immortality, I would. And so I, I would say, no, that's my final thought. So you are scared of the greatness within you. Well, I would, I would rather not (laughs) use that greatness against people, which I think would be inevitable. See, But but he he brings up, you know, honestly, that's the journey. Well, he brings up a point. Um, well, but your journey is going to wind up and we could, we could really talk about this for just so (laughs) fucking long. Um, but we got a show to run here. Um, so we're not, but, uh, the, but the journey, your journey of discovering that you're God and realizing you're not a God is going to hurt so many fucking people. Um, so I definitely see what he's saying there. Um, but for my final thought on it is I'm still going immortal. <laughs> it's, it's fuck you. I'm immortal. So, so what does your you. opinion matter anymore? <laughs> it's fuck you. I'm immortal. What are you going to do? Kill me? Yeah. Um, maybe maybe you should have said yes. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to try my absolute hardest to not turn into a dick, but I will. My final thought, this is my final thought. Ryan Baron North's final thought is historically it's impossible. Yeah, you're going to turn into a real piece of shit. Historically, it's impossible. Despite despite your gender, race, faith, creed, whatever it good is. Good intentions. Good intentions, whatever it is. As soon as a human being is given that sort of power, whether it be immortality, wealth, anything like that, uh, unless you're fucking Clark Kent, you're going to be a raging douchebag. And now I'm just going to be a raging douchebag who gets to see the sun explode in a couple billion years. Um, but fuck you. I'm still going to do it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's it. That's what it really comes down to is as soon as you're immortal, that's like your mindset. What are you going to do? And, and, that, and honestly, I, that right there proves James's point. <laughs> <laughs> but I think it'll only do it at first. 
I think you'd grow well, out of it because you're always young and you're immortal. We could talk about this yeah. forever. Okay, yeah, yeah, that, was the, that was our final thought. Moving into the next part um, of High and Dry, we move on <laughs> to the versus match. It's going to be a big versus match. I know we have a couple people from Philly tuning in. <laughs> you know, they might just be communists. Who knows? They might just be communists. Um, but you know, we have a couple people tuning in who want to see Chaos Reign. We have, uh, I don't know what the fan base is of Kool-Aid Man, but who knows? <laughs> I think it's a real mixed fan base. Very mixed it, fan base. It's me and Tom from Facebook. From my <laughs> well, these two are about to collide. <laughs> but before we do that, it's time for our fourth shot, which in this episode is our fifth shot slash hit. Yeah, let's do it. Here, go ahead and pour them up. Gentlemen, oh, prep your lips. These... um. This banana, this banana bus, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to call it banana bus, is delicious. <laughs> it's fucking awesome. Uh, oh, Reese, how are you feeling? I can't feel my fucking legs. <laughs> well, I'm glad that you said that because it's time for our next round. Here's to Power Corrupts and to Kurt Russell. Oh, uh, yeah. I think, I think that's smooth. That, that maps. Let's do it. All right, here we All go. Right, Cheers, yeah, boys. Okay. Oh boy. The chin on that man. I know. His hair's been luscious for like 30 years. Feathered and fucking years. lethal. That's, the, um, that's what I'm actually going this. for. Um, well, a, a quick shout out. I mean, we're going to at you in this next episode. While we were filming, Orbiting Meadows, fan of Bender, just liked one of our posts over at High and Dry. We're going to at you in this next one, man. This one's for you, Orbiting Meadows. Thanks, Orbiting Meadows. Thank you, Orbiting. <laughs> you got you got me fucked up. Yeah, no. Um, I'm realizing. I think we talked about it in episode three. Um, vodka is my weakness, and I'm I'm feeling it just sloshing around me, which is a perfect time to let chaos reign. Oh yeah, let's do it. Let's ding, talk ding, about ding. it. Here we go. It's the fight. So, Reese, welcome to your first fight. We we're hoping to have you on in the future. So, our first how fights work in high and dry. We do a three round match. First round, our combatants take off their shirt, they take off their shoes, and they remove their belt, and Brad Pitt watches as the two of these guys just punch <laughs> each other to death. <laughs> round two, we zoom right. out a little bit. <laughs> we Round two, we zoom out a little bit, and we see a city view in a, in a locale where these two creatures or people or whoever it is would likely meet. In this case, I'm guessing the streets of Philly. <laughs> After a loss or a W, I don't know. But one of those things, and the two of them are meeting. And they have, they've received basically a notification on the cell phone or a manila envelope under the door that says, hey, you got to go kill the other one. Uh-huh. And the, then at that point, they're able to use their mental acumen and their stratagems and everything like that to get the job done. Um, okay. And then finally... In the third round, we do the same thing that we saw right there. Two characters receive their envelope, but this time they get to call in a friend. And we've seen in the past that sometimes if your friend is Bruce Willis, you're (laughs) going to win. Yeah, you win. (laughs) (laughs) So it's a two out of three round, and uh, we see what happens. So ding, ding, ding. Here it is. The uh, Philadelphia Flyers (laughs) own. (laughs) You all right back there, guest? Mm. Eyebrows are vibrating. (laughs) <laughs> and that's how we should be when we enter into a fight like this. So the Philadelphia Flyers gritty versus what the fuck company owns Kool-Aid man? I don't know. I'll get I it. Is it a craft? What? I think, yeah, it might just be Kool-Aid. Is it just Kool-Aid's Kool-Aid man? Yeah. Kool-Aid's man. Kool-Aid's man. <laughs> <laughs> Kool-Aid's very own man. <laughs> <laughs> is he a it's craft it's craft oh dude i called that it's craft Heinz. way to go man wow i called that shit all right so craft's very own gritty versus no the other right. way it's the flyers gritty versus craft kool-aid man he's so fucked yeah, up drunk. right now Give me the <laughs> we started this morning i opened this bottle of vodka and, and <laughs> the, I, the, I know we're not the a listeners visual. cannot see it <laughs> yeah i know we're not a visual podcast but if you have a gray goose bottle in front of you um, we're below the goose. The goose. <laughs> we're below the goose's line. The goose line. <laughs> we're below the goose line on this one. And here we go. So here we are, round one. We got <laughs> Gritty versus the Kool-Aid Man. Here we go. All right. So Gritty and the Kool-Aid Man just jumped into the ring. All right. And they're surrounded by a bunch of dudes. 
All right, just shirts off, shoes off, no belts. And Man, just... you're getting distracted again. You're... <laughs> oh no, is it so, happening again? So, so Reese, what what are your first impressions? I'm gonna over, I'm gonna take this over for a second. Reese, what are your first impressions? Well, that it that it's a uh, stuffed animal versus a uh, glass bowl. Um, I think the <laughs> yes. glass bowl yeah. is gonna win. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah it, is, it is like a monster he, he is a, he's a googly-eyed monster against a giant glass bowl but that that glass bowl is fucking so, massive now well, here's a question it's also tonka ask. tough so, he's tonka tough well, well, no, we can't bring tonka into this look until tonka starts dropping cash on high and dry oh, we cannot tough. bring tonka into all right, so but look, look, look. Go, so go I, 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 I would hazard a bet that in the old days of Kool Aid, he was definitely glass. Uh-huh. Is Kraft still working with glass? I think that's something we have to figure out here because a punch from Gritty could shatter glass. I definitely feel that. Well, it depends on how thick the glass is because once you get like to a certain thickness of glass, it's like fucking concrete almost. It's um, like yeah. if he's like. If he's like a foot of glass, then that is incredibly tough. Well, so we we had our guests' first thoughts. James, initial thoughts. We have this just fist to fist round. What are your initial thoughts? Who's this one guy? person's fists are made of like foot thick glass? This <laughs> <laughs> is what I think. I, I, the guy's fuzzy. I, I think that I think that gritty is terrifying. And I think, so, but but I think the I think the Kool Aid Man weighs like four tons. <laughs> and I think that I don't think it's going to make a difference. Is he, is he's he, a low grade wrecking ball. Like he's 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 literally <laughs> thrown his body through houses. Yeah, and the glass does not shatter. That's a fantastic point. He goes through brick walls, and his glass doesn't shatter. That's absolutely right. That's he, like he he has to donate parts of himself to like the police force or something. <laughs> so that's a, that's a fantastic point. All right, so I would say, um, dragging it back over this side, um, <laughs> we do have a giant bowl of four. I mean, what would you say? So we're looking at the Kool Aid Man now. I got his pictures up. As far as I know, gritty is made of flesh and bone. And the Kool-Aid man <laughs> is made of a material much harder than flesh and bone. Now, now, so there is an argument would be made. So I can see where this is headed already. So Philly, Ryan Bear of the North got you. Now, <laughs> <laughs> no, your opinion changes with us. If we outnumber you, your opinion changes I know, with I us. know, I know. So Gritty is formed of a new element of chaos. <laughs> okay. And w- which alters the reality around him. Okay. But he is very fuzzy, very soft. <laughs> he is very I soft. I mean, you can clearly see I don't it. think his temperament can can fight glass. <laughs> <laughs> at, at such a hardened level. That's a good point. I think, <laughs> that, I think that we just need to call it. I, I'd love to give Gritty more of a shot. Well, but, there it is. There it is. So one of, one of the members of High and Dry has said it's time to call it. Guest first. What's your vote? Gritty versus the Kool-Aid man? Well, Round one. I'm I'm going Kool Aid Man. All he has to do is like flip over, and then he's got him in a dome. Like, James, round yeah. one. Kool Aid. I think it's Kool Aid Man. Fuck. All right. Um, me over here. Um, oh God. Um, I I understand that my house is about to be burned down by Philly, but no, no, um, no. You don't have to say anything because it's already decided. It's you already don't have decided. to burn yourself on this one. You can keep that Philly. Take a stand. Yeah. So I would say that Philly's going to take it. Fuck both of you. (laughs) All right. Well, your opinions change now. All right. So, um, guest Reese, uh, um, a a rule of high and dry is when two members of the high and dry episode determine that one person has one around the third person's opinion changes. Okay. This is the only way to combat <laughs> to combat anim- continuing animosity is to change your opinion. So through high and dry magic, holy shit, Kool-Aid man would take it. All right. <laughs> You're damn right he would. Round two. So there it is. Round one, ladies and gentlemen, goes to the Kool-Aid man in four inches of Tonka Tough glass.
Now we move into round two. So round two zooms out the view. We're now in our city mode. The city will be Philly because the Kool-Aid man goes wherever the fuck he wants. That's right. And 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 Gritty is in Philly mostly. <laughs> <laughs> the Kool-Aid man bursts into Philly. Both characters have now received their manila envelope stating that, hey, you got to kill that other guy. Here it goes. They're allowed to now use their everything. They have weapons. They have it all. Who's going to take it? Guest, Reese, initial thoughts. Kool-Aid man. Concise. I like it. (laughs) We get a lot. All right. Well, mainly, I've seen Rocky. There's all those stairs. <laughs> Gritty can wear shoes too. He's no, in shoes. he's on skates. Gritty will no, definitely he's be in shoes. skates. He's on. He's in shoes like most of the time. He you even really runs think on that sadistic fuck is going to be forgetting knives on his feet? No, <laughs> <laughs> he wears them on his hands. No, well, no, seems- he's got a he's got a speed advantage, and <laughs> you oh, can't nice. hide from Kool Aid. <laughs> Well, 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 so that's initial thoughts. That's initial thoughts, and those are good initial thoughts to think of. James, initial thoughts, round two, who's taking it? Kool-Aid Man or Gritty? Uh, you know, I think gr- – so here's the problem, is that Kool-Aid Man has a, has a pretty big lore <laughs> around him. I watched a super cut of all his commercials before this episode so I could see good what gosh. Kool-Aid Man – that's what Kool-Aid Man is all about. And Kool-Aid Man is fucking crazy. Uh, Kool-Aid Man can summon owls. <laughs> in, oh my in god, the, I remember that. I do too. In, in one of the commercials, he holds his arms out, and these owls flock to and flock to his arms. Wasn't it for that weird-ass like flavor where it was like minty blue raspberry, and it was camping Probably. for some reason? And, they had some crazy flavors. I couldn't even tell you all the crazy flavors. Um, he can uh, withstand the force of a of a putt putt golf ball being smacked against him. So we know we know that glass is thick. Um, he can use his Dumb head as a. <laughs> he can use his head. Uh, he can run his hand along the rim of his head to like control sound. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> he's he's a mad scientist who comes up with like concoctions on the fly. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus. I remember this now. Um well no, not Bishop. Um I'm thinking of an X-Man. Um I'm thinking of an X-Man. He uh he can create whatever he invent whatever he dreams he can forge. I have no fucking clue. Well who is that, Reese? That's Forge. He he has the Forge. Yeah, he can create anything, but he can't remember it. Yeah, so the Kool-Aid Man is Forge. Yeah, and he can also travel in and out of advertisements and pull other people into them. Well, that's fucked up, and we'll see that in (laughs) round three. (laughs) But in in this cityscape, he he doesn't have that power to pull people around. But, so on the other side, Gritty... Um, has an extensive use of weaponry. I don't know if you've seen this dude. But- well, I, well, I would like to say, all right, so, well, well, you have some initial thoughts here, and I would like, Ryan Barrett North would like to talk on behalf of Gritty. Sure. All right, so first off, Gritty won the Socialist Party against Eugene V. Debs. So I'm going to start right there, all right? What do you mean he won? In In any election... Gritty wins. All right. <laughs> so he can uh, call on the people of this city. Second. No, we can't call on the people until round three. I guess you're right. I guess you're right. Well, that brings up the next portion where I mean, Gritty it doesn't even matter paid. that Kool-Aid man can't summon owls at that point. He can <laughs> yeah. do so much other shit. <laughs> he can't summon owls. You're right. You're right. Well, then in that case, I'd like to bring up the fact that um, Gritty is capable in all weapons against Nazis. And we're going to have to look up some history on craft there. Sure. All right, so then I'd like to continue. So Gritty's coming to this fight now at that point. He's got blades on his feet. He's got a blunt weapon in his hands. Um, And there's also a lot indicating that Gritty um, is capable of hunting prey. 
which to me indicates that he has claws and fangs. Um, so beneath his nut job exterior, yes, um, he also has the ability to lunge and grip onto prey. I would say in sort of a a spine bite, probably, definitely, or or he might even be like almost ape like in how he beats them to death with it, it, his I, hands. See, I think and, it would be more that. I think he would, yeah, I think I, it would be I, I like a baboon see, protecting its turf. Yes, yes, and and then he then his wild ass eyes decide it's time, and he pulls out his hockey stick and just starts goes, beating somebody. He uses a, he uses a crowbar. There's a video of him. Yes, there's a video of him from a uh, uh, the Philly Flyers opened up a a a break room where they would fill it with shit to smash because their fans were, because their fans were rioting so much that they wanted to give them a room <laughs> where they could go in and smash things to get, all their, to get all their fucking rage out and, and gritty and gritty was going to town with a crowbar fucking destroying this room. Well then finally, I would like to say that gritty is very, very capable when it comes to ranged throne weapons yes frequently he makes use of cakes which he manages to connect with his victims with pinpoint accuracy yeah and he also uses a t-shirt cannon to shoot his own fans (laughs) (laughs) which is also true which is also (laughs) they were running from him and he shot them in the back with a t-shirt which also doesn't have honor not well it indicates not necessarily honor i mean it depends on the ideologies of his victim well it depends on the ideologies of his victims um because in gritty's um worldview he hates fascists exactly um so if that individual was a fascist he was less than a dog and deserved it do you want to know if kool-aid man is a fascist (laughs) because because i know if kool-aid man is a fascist. oh please go on so so in my super cut of commercials multiple times Kool-Aid man humiliated police officers and, and authority figures. What? Yes. Holy he, shit. He, you went the other he, way. He humiliated them. And I think that Kool-Aid man has a real hatred of authority also. Jesus and so here's, Christ. Here's what I think is going to happen. Kool-Aid man is not like Kool-Aid man is not normally aggressive toward people. He is only aggressive toward authority. And you know what I think happens when these two meet is Gritty yeah. tries to beat on, on him a little bit. And Kool-Aid man's like, no, we should work together. And I think that he and Gritty and Kool-Aid man in this round, when it's just the two of them fucking work together. No and fucking way. I think that's what happens. Reese thoughts. Oh, uh, uh, I don't, I don't my know. Be- what are your thoughts? Like I don't know. Well, one, I, one, I uh, my stomach's acting up, so I'm focusing on that a bit. But <laughs> <laughs> um, also, I don't, I don't think that they would work together because I think it would you, be like. Please go on. I think it would because look at look at what Kool Aid Man does. He's the fucking Hulk. And if and no, if, he's not uh, the Hulk. He's always smiling. He's Kool Aid Man has never been mad. Every it's time not rage. Him. It's not rage. It's not rage. It's just his massive body. He, he, <laughs> he, he doesn't understand. Hulk. He doesn't understand. And, listen, in one of the commercials, <laughs> he, he accidentally exploded the wall out of his own house when he left because of his <laughs> massive body. It's not rage. He just does it, and I think that's where uh, Gritty is. Is he's a hunter? But remember, he's a communist. And he knows that we're stronger together. And Kool-Aid Man is always happy to fuck with and humiliate authority. I think that they would work together. I think that I think that Gritty would use his hunter instinct and direct that communism toward a shared goal. Because so, Gritty's so you, kind of an anarchist. Think, so you guys think that the two of them would, would duke it out, realize that it's, it, it's Predator versus the Thing, and shake hands and go after whoever gave them the manila envelopes. That's exactly what I think would happen. Well, I can tell you this. Like the purge. This (laughs) This is amazing. I love the path that this conversation has taken. So now in round three, I think they get to bring their powers together against, against fascists and they get to use all of their powers or or do it. I think he's just a rebel. I don't think he's. I don't think he's an anti-fascist. So, well, now that's a good point. So with gritty chaos reigns, 
So we have to look at round three as it is. So round three, according to the high and dry scripture, indicates that these two gentlemen now are backing up, but uh, they get to bring a friend in. Oh, so now this might change the dynamic. This might change the dynamic a little bit. Because Absolutely. You, because you have, so you have a 90s author, anti-authoritarian figure against a modern day authoritarian figure. And when there's just the two of them, we're like, hey, yeah, we listen to the same fucking music. Let's do this. Let's bring it down. But now they all bring in a friend. Yeah. And I think that this is, I think that this makes all the difference. I think that, I don't think they'd have an opportunity to take a step back and say, hey, we should work together instead of against each other if they had the friends. Because I think, I think it would make it pretty decisive with group dynamics. Uh, uh, (laughs) I don't know. Definitely. Definitely. No, and I agree entirely. So here it is. So round two is a tie because the two of these juggernauts would meet on the field of battle in Philly. <laughs> oh, my. Um, and we decide that, you know what? What are we doing? Here it is, bro. Anti-authority. And chaos reigns, and the two of them shake hands. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, guest, can we get an oh, yeah? Oh, yeah. That was pretty good. That was a little sen- more sensual than I was trying for. But uh... So Kool-Aid Man in round two was actually pretty sexy. But we're not talking about that now. What we're talking about is round three, where these two characters who had just tied have now brought in a friend. Who would the friend be? Let's start with Gritty. Who's Gritty bringing in? I, I'm so me I, here, just saying Rocky right Balboa. off the bat. <laughs> there you go. Shit. Well, that just shot mine to shit. Let's talk about Rocky Balboa. I, Philly James, darling. Yeah, James, you have a better one than that. No, I, All right. so, so, so I don't think that, uh. and, and I think that, I think that the real power, because he brings Rocky along, Jesus. I think that his real power is that, um, <laughs> is that they can pull everybody in Philly out of their homes and have the people of Philly fucking die for them. Literally throw their bodies in Dude, front of them. <laughs> I don't even live I, in Philly. And if Gritty and Rocky Balboa were out my side of my house saying, hey, it's time to go to war. Like, yeah. Okay. See, I, I, I'm just imagining the silhouette of the two of them on the, on the staircase that Rocky jumps, uh, is jumping up and down at. And like you could barely see them. And then there's this, that animalistic thing next to Sylvester Stallone. Oh my like, God. Internet, what the hell is internet, this thing? Internet, please. Because I, I don't think anyone on High and Dry has the technical know-how to create a meme of Gritty and Rocky Balboa on the steps jumping next to each other. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm not a graphic artist. I'm a web developer. If, if I'll we work on it. Done. Yeah, I'll work all right. On it. So, please. I, I, I'm gonna, I spend a lot of time on the toilet. I'll get it done. Yeah, so, so here it is. Listeners, um, Georgia... Is it just Georgia, right? Yeah, Georgia, Atlanta's right. Atlanta's our, I, a big spot. I'm well beyond the goose right now. I, I don't think Grey Goose Drinkers is supposed to be over half a bottle down. But um, we're going to work on that. High and Dry is going to work on getting you a meme. Yeah. Uh, Rocky Balboa and Gritty and all of Philadelphia <laughs> ready to murder for them. Yes, which I think is the truest expression of Philadelphia. But... So I, there it is. Gritty is definitely coming out with Rocky Balboa. Yeah. I did not expect that at all. No, that's amazing. That's fantastic. Who my, is the Kool-Aid man bringing? Do you want my opinion on it? You obviously have one, please. So I do have an idea about that. So uh, so w- we found out earlier that Kool-Aid man is Kraft, Kraft Brands. And so I looked up Kraft Brands mascot. And Kraft Brands also has... Cheezosaurus Rex. Do you Ooh, remember? First off, I think that's pretty amazing that uh, that Kool Aid Man gets a dinosaur. Uh, but also, I think that Kool Aid Man has those other powers we mentioned before: summoning owls, uh, moving between dimensions with his advertisements, where he can jump through. He can jump through other advertisements and and be in another dimension. And he was able to when someone put on a branded hat. He was able to teleport them to another dimension, and literally the hat like fell to the ground as yes. they teleported dimensions. And finally, 
I think that children, what would what would happen in the streets is that Gritty and Rocky would gather all the parents of Philadelphia. And they would all come out into the streets to fight for Gritty and Rocky. But Kool-Aid Man, those kids would die for Kool-Aid Man. And th- and it would be the kids uh. of the, <laughs> uh, the kids of the Philadelphians standing in the way of <laughs> of Kool Aid Man and Jesusaurus. Reese thoughts. I, I don't think it. Would, I don't know if it would be Jesusaurus. Like, isn't Jolly Green Giant part of craft? Do you think Jolly Green is is he? I don't. I don't know. Reese, you're the one who brought this up to the table. Is he? I brought it up to the uh. table. We're talking about Jolly Green Giant now. Oh, Jolly Green Giant? No, he's actually a part of B&G Foods, so he would not be a craft bring-in. I, I, I think. So, yeah. And I think Jesusaurus would lend himself to the kid strategy of, like, turning the, the kids of Philadelphia against their parents. Well, as far as, as, far as, as, far as Jesusaurus goes, is he still canon? I mean, he's, he, was, he was a part of craft foods at the time. So I mean, it would be it would be the Kool Aid Man from that time. Well, I mean, so we always. Tech, I mean, well, we you can't. You can't, you can't even. It doesn't matter if it's canon or not anymore because um, in the in the Rocky series, it's on Creed's kid now. So, well, well, but also at the same time, one of the things I think we haven't brought into this um, is that Kool Aid Man is able to raise the dead and reincarnate individuals with his tears. What? Yes. Who is Kool-Aid Man? Kool-Aid Man. Uh, I missed that one. He has the power of reincarnation and resurrection using Kool-Aid Man's tears. Now, this is one that I discovered while perusing the world of Gritty's abilities and Kool-Aid Man's abilities. So while Gritty is a a staunch um, defender of the working class, Kool-Aid Man can raise the dead with his tears. But... On the other hand, Kool-Aid Man might be too high because Kool-Aid Man, I don't know if Kool-Aid Man, I don't know if he's getting high or if he's orgasming when this happens, but in in many of the commercials, like for the fizzy kinds of Kool-Aid, like uh, Kool-Aid Man fucks himself up. He like orders an, 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 a whisker online and then shoves it into his head and then sits there going, oh yeah, as <laughs> bubbles fly out of his head. I don't know if he's getting high. I don't know if he's coming, but it's one of those things. And I think he's an addict because it, it happens in like four commercials in different ways. <laughs> hey, Kraft, if you could get back to us and let us know if he was coming or if he was getting high, we'd appreciate that. <laughs> I, as- think, yeah, I think please. his addiction will will work against him in this city setting. He's super powerful, but he's got an addiction. Well, Reese, do you have I any thoughts? If well, my thought is is unless my unless the interpretation I had of Philly is completely wrong, I thought you could get like any kind of addiction sated there. Now that is an interesting point to bring up. So I have spent a little bit of time in Philly. Uh-huh. Um I've seen Always Sunny in Philadelphia. So we we have Always Sunny in Philadelphia viewers. Um, we have myself who spent some time in Philly. And uh, Reese, uh, have you spent any time in Philly? No, no. I'm I'm literally basing it off of uh, Always Sunny. <laughs> nice. <laughs> That's most people's Philly. Well, so my time in Philly was spent actually hanging out with a bunch of uh, local bands, jumping from bar to bar. And uh, yeah, no, I definitely think I could find whatever I wanted in Philly. So, James, please continue. Uh, yeah, I, I think that I think that I think that Kool Aid Man would be this fight because I know I know what I'm doing right now. I'm getting too high for this fight, and Kool Aid Man is a all- very long way of saying yes. All right, so guest Reese, final thoughts: Gritty versus the Kool Aid Man, round three. <laughs> I don't know. I'm I, I'm gonna go. Uh... I'm, I'm going to go uh, Kool-Aid Man all three rounds. Easy knockout. Easy. Well, well now we're going to have to stop you right there. Yeah, we are. your opinion changed on round two. That's yes. right. Your opinion changed. That's, that's <laughs> high, <laughs> as high as a grandpa's belt. Yes, I forgot. <laughs> well, James, final thoughts. Kool-Aid Man versus Gritty. 
I think Cheezosaurus Rex is a strong contender. I think that Kool-Aid Man, though, I think he would summon the kids, but he'd get high and forget what he was doing. And I think that those I think that those <laughs> parents would sure Philly parents don't fuck around with their kids. They are hardcore. No. And those those kids would be under control pretty quickly and then they would they would <laughs> they would climb inside <laughs> inside Kool-Aid Man and break him from the inside by pushing out. That's what I think would happen. I think Gritty takes that. Uh, so then from from the, my final thoughts, then it looks sounds like it's going to be the tiebreaker. Gritty against the Kool-Aid Man. Um, so I think that as the Kool-Aid Man leaps out, and we've learned that the Kool-Aid Man spends his time stirring himself. <laughs> it's basically what happens. <laughs> with, with the Cheezosaurus Rex. I would have to say that Gritty would then burst out hockey stick in hand, blades on his feet, fangs in his mouth, t-shirt cannon on, t-shirt cannon on his back, <laughs> and Rocky Balboa next to him, having the weirdest day of his life. The weirdest day of his life. Um, someone make this a YouTube video. I think Gritty's gonna come up slam a hockey stick into the side of the Kool-Aid man whilst Sylvester Stallone portraying Rocky Balboa finishes off Jesusaurus Rex. <laughs> Rocky Balboa fights a Tyrannosaurus. <laughs> Easily. Easily. Because, because earlier I'm that sure day... I'm sure that happened in Rocky Five. Well, earlier that day, the Jesusaurus Rex killed one of Rocky's friends. <laughs> And because ah. Apollo, because Apollo Creed goes down, it, it was obviously the 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 uh, what was his fucking name? The the guy so, who just runs around spending Apollo. So are you, yeah, are you yeah, saying, yeah. So the Cheezosaurus. Are you saying the Cheezosaurus Rex is Dolph Lundgren? Basically, yeah, yeah. Cheezosaurus Rex is Dolph Lundgren. Creed. Yeah, he, he killed Apollo Creed. Yeah, so so because Dolph Lundgren already killed Apollo Creed. Pulling the actor completely out of his role, definitely. I would say Jesus Christ definitely killed Polly. Okay, so 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 Rocky's unstoppable when he's out for revenge. Exactly. So he's now he's yeah yeah. So now so now he's killing Jesus Christ Rex. He's punching a dinosaur to death. <laughs> oh my god! So um, so Reese is saying Kool Aid Man. James is saying. I saying I'm saying the people of Philadelphia win this one. The people of Philadelphia bring it home for Brownmoser. <laughs> and then me over here is saying that Rocky Balboa beats the shit out of Jesus Source Rex for Folly. Um round three goes to Gritty of the Philadelphia Flyers. And anarchists and communists who like to destroy things everywhere who love it whoever it is i mean it really just comes down to the hero of any story ever um it's going to gritty there it is gritty wins it round one goes to the kool-aid man round two is a tie and finally round two goes to gritty given that final win to gritty and rocky balboa sylvester stallone we expect something from you. Yeah. We'll say The Expendables was good. We I have, have no scruples. Um, and I, I even heard in that last line that Grey Goose has got my tongue moving. <laughs> so there it is, people. Gritty takes it. Philadelphia, for those of you who tuned in, I know that's what you were looking for. Honestly, I didn't see Rocky Balboa coming to your side, and I was ready to give it to the Kool-Aid man. But Gritty takes it. <laughs> um, right, so before we close out this podcast, Reese, um, thank you for joining us. Did you have any final thoughts? No, man. I'm, I'm fucking, I'm high. I'm yeah, I'm high as shit. That's all no we fu- needed. I got well, no like, so, thoughts. Yeah. Um, so well, thank you for joining us, Reese. Did Thanks, you have any Reese. shows coming up? Um, actually, New Year's Eve. Oh wait, nope. Oh, New Year's Eve. I got a private showing. Um, that's gonna be really fun. Uh, very uh, close knit group. Um, then, uh, but you could regularly catch me at, uh, on Wednesdays at D's performance theater in Gary, Indiana. And, uh, Thursdays, the market lounge in, uh, Valparaiso. And, uh, once, once Illinois decides to open its doors again, I uh, can't wait to be all over riddles and everywhere like that. 
Hey, it sounds good. And we can't wait to catch you at those places. Uh, Philadelphia, because we just gave you this huge win over the Kool-Aid man. <laughs> Maybe you should fucking check him out. What do you say? You could you check me out at, at uh, reesmerit.comedy on Instagram. Uh, nice. R-E-E-C-E. So, yeah. I uh, hope to get a lot of new friends. So you have nothing to do with the chocolate? No, no. Um but if I do ask for one, you have to give me one. It's part of a Mitch Hedberg <laughs> joke, law. and that's law. That sounds like a plan. So I've been Ryan Barron North, and with me, as always, James Crossland. You can find us on at High and Dry Podcast on Instagram. You can find us on any place you like podcasts. Anywhere podcasts are sold. We're out there now. Um, we're also getting ready to launch our new YouTube channel, where you can look out for all the fun little stuff we're going to be doing there. And we're also going to be joining up with some of Reese's cooking shows. So we're excited to see you out there. Um, you guys yeah. have a good one. Hell yeah. And remember to smile through the bullshit. Oh, it's yeah. not going to stop. Neither should you. That's right. Oh, yeah. Make oh, chaos yeah. Rain. We'll see you guys <laughs> next week. Hello, everybody. If you've made it this far, well, first, we'd like to thank you for that. We It's listeners like you that we're really doing this for. So thank you for really sticking it out there. Um, we were drinking a lot during that last episode. And you may be seeing that some of our math was a little bit off. So I wanted to come back on here and correct the score real fast. The versus match ended in a tie. Kool-Aid Man took round one. The characters tied on round two. And round three went to Gritty. So this big fight ends in a tie. Thanks again for listening all the way through. Talk to you guys next week.